Welcome, 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 everyone. I'm glad you made it, and welcome to the Around the Dapper Sports Podcast. I'm your man, Kai Glinsick, a.k.a. the man with all the holos. That's right, it's me. No, I'm kidding. I, I didn't get one holo. That's a joke. And if you had been with us this past week in Top Shot, maybe it ticked you off a little bit. But let's get past that. We're going to cover it today. Uh, we had a huge snafu on Top Shot. Uh, people angry, rightfully so. Some people overly angry, not rightfully so. Some people that had nothing to do with the drop getting mad. Um, I noticed everyone was getting mad at Top Shot this week. But then we have to look at the other side. Lots of good things, small things. If you were angry the whole time, you might have missed them happening with NFL all day. And I'm not trying to cover for Dapper Sports uh, or Dapper Labs here, but I still think this future is bright. Uh, we had a snafu of a drop. We're going to cover that all today, and I'm glad you're here. Uh, lots to cover. We're going to check out the UFC. They pushed back their drop. We're just going to hit that real quick. We'll check out uh, what's been going on in Top Shot with challenges uh, and drops. We'll also check out a little bit of the drop that uh, came out on Friday for NFL All Day. Then we'll dig into things. We'll talk about the drop snafu, ways to fix it, how people felt, and then we'll go take a look again at uh, and dig in with NFL All Day and talk about their drop and also a couple surprise drops that nobody saw coming and a couple big things that happened with NFL All Day over the weekend in at the Pro Bowl. So we have a lot to cover. Um, I don't know how many of you listen to Bomani Jones. This might cringe you, but I just really want to tie this. <clears throat> this is my impression. Hold on one minute. You're listening to the Bomani. No, hold on. You're listening to the Bomani. It's Bomani Jones. Rate us, review us, whatever you do. Give us five stars. If you only give us four stars, I'm declining to fight you a hater. No, not going to work. All right, let's move on. Welcome to the Around the Dapper Sports Pod, and let's get into it. We have a lot to talk about today. Let's catch up on it. And first... Let's talk about the UFC. All right, UFC. We're just going to touch here real quick. Uh, I know that I had said the previous pod that uh, the drop would be coming out February 7th. Well, nope. It got pushed back because of the drop mistake that they had prior to it. So there wasn't um, that many of the highest tiered moments in the packs. So they wanted to look all at that drop again. And so they decided, hey, we're not going to you know, force out this next drop. I know we have Series 1 coming and we want to finish up Series uh, 0, which sounds weird. Series 0. 0. Um, I don't know why I did that. But, <laughs> sorry, off track already. I'm in a closet and it's very warm. I'm trying out different places to do this, so bear with me. Um, but yes, we had a UFC pushback. Um, if you remember... We've already had our first drop. They then uh, refunded some people with dapper credits and a random moment. And then their next drop was supposed to be out February 7th. And dapper came out and, well, uh, right from dapper. Uh, as it's, they said, initially, we had planned to have another release of full loaded packs on January 31st. But as we looked to address the community's feedback, specifically around moments being viewable in dapper wallet, before the pack is opened, which... If somebody saw it, I'd be like, what's going on? What is this? How come I can see this? Now I can't even open the pack because I already know what I got. Anyway, 
the Dapper Wallet before the pack is opened, and the assembling of packs, we are pushing this drop to February 15th. At that same day, we will be releasing an additional 30,000 fully loaded packs for sale. So, they said what you can look forward to in these next upcoming regular drops is new moments from the UFC's past and present, more athlete integration and partnerships, more benefits to the UFC moment holders, and even more. So, UFC uh, Strike saying, hey, we're going to push this back. We don't want to rush things. We had a little snafu and we want to gain your trust. So they're pushing back that UFC drop. And that's all I'm going to talk about today with UFC. But get ready for uh, the UFC Strike drop February 15th. And that's also, again, where the market will be opening on UFC Strike. So it's really big. Um, and then after that drop, zero, Series 0 is done. Uh, they'll be moving on to Series 1. Yeah. Uh, so that's all coming up on UFC. Now that we touched on the UFC, let's do what I like to do the most. Well, not the most. The market. All right, let's take a look at the market. It's my favorite, actually. It's not my favorite. I'm terrible with market things, but I'm trying to learn. So let's take a look at the market. Uh, so since these last seven days, market's down a little bit. Not much. I think my account is down like 90 uh, maybe $80, nothing too big, but it's the first little downslope we saw uh, in a while. I, I would say about at least three, four months. Um, maybe it was because of the drop snafu, which we're going to cover in a little bit. Uh, again, maybe it's people selling off moments because they want it to be a part of the next drop, uh, drop of Game Recognizes Game. But so far, nothing much to be concerned about. Um, I was going to give you an update on today's market, but there really is no point because the market is down today for maintenance. So in the last seven days, just a slight, slight drop, uh, but nothing really even noticeable. Uh, when I take a look at the, sh the sets that went down, I see uh, with the strip down 22% and sets like the gift and summer of 2021 down 5% in the last seven days. Um, not much to take away from that. I would say the gift in the summer of 2021 being down 5% is just a constant people thinking, you know, February 1st, something was going to happen with the gift because that's when it came out last year. Um, and summer of 2021, you know, people not knowing, are we going to ever get rewarded for holding on to some of those sets? Uh, nothing's been said yet. And that's where you see that anticipation. And then somebody's like, okay, I don't want to hold on to this anymore. I'm going to let it go and move on you know to this drop that's coming so nothing too big but then i did look at the ones that have been raising uh seeing stars up 4.5 percent which is really nice to see for people i remember a long time ago remember how mad the people of the seeing stars set were i was one of them and then i sold them all and now i wish i had it but <laughs> totally different topic uh and another thing to, to talk about the WNBA common set up 39 percent and I just think right now you're seeing kind of that bounce back. Um, you've seen some of the WNBA products right now, if you're holding a set, get rewarded from multiple drops and people are like, oh, I should have the WNBA moments. Um, and I think that's going to be a way to keep the WNBA really involved in NBA Top Shot. I want to do more of a deep dive on WNBA moments in the future. Um, I know I don't talk about it here a lot, but it is a good reminder uh, that all of these sets are going to contain value. Um, I'm a big WNBA fan. The links, shout out to that 
great dynasty of a franchise. Uh, only team that really wins here in Minnesota. Uh, but yeah, up 39%. And I think it has to do with, you know, people getting airdropped packages uh, or packs from NBA Top Shot for just holding on to some of those sets. So the WNBA common set up 39%. WNBA run it back up almost 8%. And then we're also looking at the NBA playoff set up 9% as well at the time of recording. One of the biggest gainers in just pure moments is the Rajon Rondo Series 1 champ badge. That went up about 108%. Um, at the time of this recording, no idea why, but Rajon Rondo hasn't been playing this year. So, I mean, he's probably getting close to retirement. Maybe people in eyeballs, uh, you know, when, when there's a lull in NBA Top Shot, just going to look over at that moment. Kind of very similar to like the uh, JJ Redick moment when he only had one. So, and it's actually a really good moment, uh, a chant badge too. And Rajon Rondo doesn't have that many moments on here. So it's pretty good. So let's get you caught up on what you might have missed in NFL all day and NBA Top Shot. And we'll start with Top Shot. Uh, we did see the game recognized, game drop, and the snafu. And we'll be taking care of that when we dig deeper in NBA Top Shot. Uh, but when it comes to challenges, don't worry, everyone. The KD Starter Challenge is still going. Yeah, I know it's been four years, but it's still going. And they're hoping it goes on for another four. Kidding. It's has about five days left but that challenge has been going on so long every time i go back onto the pack page to, to see if it's still there i'm like oh the kd if you can't complete that challenge and you're new maybe top shot's not for you joking but still that challenge has been going on a long time so hopefully we've all figured it out and got that locked in if you're a new uh, competitor on the on the kd starter challenge we also saw a challenge for a james Harden MGLES3 moment. In that moment, you had to get uh, seven specific MGLES3 uh, moments plus two MGLES1 or S2 Brooklyn net moments. And if you can lock that in, you would get the James Harden MGLES3 moment. I think that has about one more day uh, still on the challenges. Um, another one that's up right now is create a challenge entry featuring six game recognized game moments and then you receive a Kevin Durant uh, MGLE game recognized game moment. So if you got all six players that were in that pack um, then you can put those all together and you will complete a challenge for a Kevin Durant rare and he doesn't have many so a uh, very valuable moment and that challenge just going to be finishing up here shortly. Some of the challenges that are done, we have the metallic silver FE moment of DeJounte Murray, who snuck into the All-Star game. I'm bitter about it because, let me just side rant real quick. It's always been in the past that even if you have good numbers, your team's record says a lot. Uh, I'm a Minnesota Timberwolves fan. Cat has had outstanding numbers the last two years, and it's always been, well, he can't get in because... Look at your record. You're below 500. Somehow DeJounte Murray still got in. Now that's taking nothing from DeJounte Murray. He is going to be phenomenal. I don't care that he's really in, okay? I don't care that Ant's not in, right? I just found it weird how that got tweaked for DeJounte Murray. He's having a great year. He's almost averaging a triple-double, not taking anything away from him. Just thought it was weird that he got into this uh, uh, All-Star game. Um, especially, there's a lot of great guys that could be in this year. Um... So, 
whatever you want to make from that. Um, so DeJounte Murray, a metallic uh, silver FE moment. To grab this, you had to create a challenge entry featuring a moment from each point, rebounds, and assist leaders from players um, through February 4th to February 6th. So between Friday, Saturday, and last Sunday, so last weekend. And you would have pulled the DeJounte Murray metallic silver FE moment. Uh, big fan of DeJounte Murray. He's going to be a rising star. Still a little quiet. I know the Saint, uh, the San Antonio Spurs fans know he's a stud, though. I know he's a stud. Can't wait to see him grow. Uh, very young still. We also had uh, finish up a Chris Paul metallic silver FE moment. To grab this moment, you needed to create a challenge entry featuring either Series 1 or Series 2 moments from the team with the most assists in each games, plus the top four players with the most assists in the NBA games on the 3rd of February. And you would have gotten a Chris Paul metallic silver FE moment. Another one that just finished up was the Luka Doncic metallic silver FE moment. And you had to, um, to create this one. Uh, you needed to create a challenge entry featuring the top players in each game from February 2nd that had the most combined made free throws and field goals in the NBA game. Um, using only top shot debut moments or a Luka Doncic or LaMelo Ball cool cat moment. So these two cool cat moments kind of acted as like a wild card for any slot. Uh, and you got your Luka Doncic uh, silver FE moment. That's his first silver. I I'm starting to think that we'll have more silver FE moments multiple of the same player um, but then they'll probably start intertwining like different styles uh, so there might be you know like a platinum LE or a kryptonite F0 I don't know anything you want to name but cool moments it's a really cool thing that they're doing I like how Top Shot keeps doing the silver FE uh, thing you know making it a whole list of great players and great moves that we've seen and just to recap, this past Friday, we saw the all-day drop. It was the conference finals drop. We had a small snafu, cover a little bit, with the credit card machine. There was a pause that took a little longer than people would have liked. Um, and for these packs, it was, again, conference championship, playoff pack. Um, there were 37,000 available, almost 38,000 available. You got three moments per pack. Um, $49 and you could only purchase one so some of the ones that were in there you saw Joe Burrow evading defenders in the pocket and scrambling for a for, for a crucial first down Matthew Stafford throwing to Cooper Cup for a pinpoint pass for six Debo Samuel showcasing his speed and balance in route for a 44-yard touchdown Jamar Chase making a tough grab in the end zone and setting up a game tying two-point conversion Aaron Donald kind of locking up that game against the San Francisco 49ers as he helped force a game ceiling INT off of Garoppolo which was such a bleh. Tyree Kill streaking across the back of the end zone to give uh, KC that early 7-0 lead for uh, Kansas City even though they lost and then the Bengals getting a takeaway and driving for a game-winning field goal in overtime those are some of the new moments and all of those rares again that pack cost $49 you can only purchase one and we're less than a week away from the Super Bowl. Rams, Cincinnati Bengals, Matthew Stafford, Joe Burrow. Let's get hype. We got more to talk about the NFL um, all day when it comes to the Pro Bowl and when it comes to the Super Bowl. So with all that being said, let's get ready to dig into NBA Top Shot and talk about a snafu.
All right, we're going to be covering it. Welcome to the Dig In on NBA Top Shots, and we're going to cover the drop heard around the world. That's what I'm calling it. Not a good drop. There was a couple of drops, like dropping the ball. Uh, it was for the game-recognized game moment, which was huge. It was Kevin Durant's first um, pack release. It was the first time they were ordering the packs in a way where if you had a standard pack, you could still end up with a rare. Um, you could still end up with a legendary. And, and, and yes, the chances weren't high, but it was the first time they had ever ordered that. So remember, it was the first time they ever did that. So in the beginning, the drop went off without a hitch, the elite drop. Um... You know, it was normal. The, the pace was normal. I remember seeing people on Twitter very excited, um, you know, pulling out legendaries, pulling out, you know, MGLE moments, getting your ant moment and, you know, jaw moment. It, it went off very well. But during this elite drop towards the back, um, there became a, quite a clear problem. And I don't think everybody noticed it right away, but then I kind of saw it on Reddit and then I kind of saw it on Twitter where you started seeing people opening up their packs live and they were getting multiple holos. Like it was one pack and then they were opening up the next pack and it was like, oh, another holo. Um, and then they were opening up another pack and it was, oh, another holo. The odds of that are strictly very low. Very, very low. And this all happened towards the end of the drop. So again, people were buying, you know, if your score was high enough, you could buy multiple packs. And the elite drop was for, you know, quote unquote, the whales of the NBA top shot. You know, the people that have the most money, most likely the people that have the most moments, um, you know, if they have the money or if they don't have the money, they're in the elite pack drop. And I, I felt like just because it even happened in the elite drop, you saw like a whiplash from the standard pack drop people who are like, yay, if you're going to screw up, screw up in our drop. And it's like, ah. I don't know. Well, what happened, yes, is that the randomizer kind of screwed up. Remember, it was the first time dropping uh, these packs like that, where, like, you could have a chance at a holo. You could have a chance at a MJLE moment, you know, just in a standard pack. And so people at the back, when they bought multiple packs, some of them got three or four, you know, so on and so forth, packs where they were opening up and it's boom, holo, boom, holo, boom, holo. Think about that. $49, and then you had some people in there who could have multiple packs, just ripping them open, and each one was a holo. And that wasn't it. Uh, the rookies also kind of fell in that same discussion, where those same people also seemed to get rookie moments as well. So they were getting these, you know, three or four badge rookies, and also these holo moments. It was a mistake. It was screwed up by the system by Top Shot. Now, originally, you had a lot of people coming out and being like, this is rigged. That was done on purpose. The whales got it. It was iRacer. You guys remember iRacer? Google that. Um, you saw a lot of it. I'm done. I'm done with Top Shot. I'm out. This is ridiculous. Now, I will say Top Shot needs to fix this. They just do. Um... This is a new experience, and you can put beta all over it if you want, but you can't screw this up. I understand where people's anger are coming from because we all participate in this, hoping that Top Shot is double checking these things. And when Top Shot was pressed about it, you know, they came out, they had a release, they said, hey, 
Everyone, we're looking into this. There was a snafu in this drop, and I keep saying snafu because it's been my word since then. I don't know why. Even to the point where I was like, hey, babe, how do you spell snafu? I just kind of like the word better than, you know, like mistake or mix up. I don't know. But Top Shot needs to do better. They need to check those things. And Top Shot came out and said, hey, we, we had a stress test. We ran the stress test and never caught this error. But people aren't going to care. People also might not believe you. And Top Shot came out, didn't ever really say sorry, but they did do some stuff to fix it. Now, people were like, take those holos away from those people. They're not going to do that. Okay, some people were like, redo the drop. They're not going to do that. Okay, what they did do is right after, they refunded everybody $49 uh, that was in the Elite drop. Now, that caused a standard pack uproar because the standard's like, hey, you know, now we have less of a challenge to get all those, which I understand. I, though, do think that the people in the Elite drop should have been rewarded, non, you know, period. Standard, I don't know. I know you guys, we have a less likelihood of getting it and everything, but... I do see this as just an elite problem, like the elite pack drop. I'd be more mad if I was in the elite drop and I was like, didn't get one, but I was towards the back and it was like the next guy who got like the four <laughs> holos. Um, congrats to him. Now, because those are legendary moments, we don't know if they were offloaded. Um, nobody could, you know, trade those moments or put them up for the marketplace. And then Top Shot also pushed back the standard pack drop, which also kind of got people in an uproar. Um, standard members who were at that pack were like, hey, you're pushing ours back, you know. You didn't even say sorry about this. But they, you know, Top Shot came out and said, this is for your, you know, us to make sure this is okay. We're going to go over some stress tests again. We're going to look at this and make sure it's right. Still got people up in arms. Now, some people were calling again, you know, take back the moments. Devalue the moments. Give us all dapper credit. I don't know what you guys want dapper to do but if you have a good idea email me around the dapper sports pod at gmail.com or hit me up on twitter around the dapper sports pod on twitter and yeah i, I want to hear what you guys have to think now dapper needs to come out i do think dapper needs to do a better job with communication dapper also went out of their way and said hey guys don't worry about the effect of your other drops now UFC kind of had a snafu that was similar. It was just that they didn't pack enough moments uh, of, you know, the rare moments in there. So, you know, they pushed that back. I will say, you know, I believe Top Shot. I'm not the biggest spender in Top Shot. I'm not a whale. But more of like a dolphin. <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop. But what you have to realize is that, like, I, I get it. It's a new system. And I will guarantee you that there's been something like this in, you know, baseball cards. There's scams going on in, in, in the card industry all over. This was a couple packs towards the end, and I know it made people frustrated, but I think people will get over it, and I think Dapper will learn from it. But they need to really work on some of that stuff. They also need to learn how to communicate better. They also need to learn how to apologize. I know that's weird sometimes for a big company because I think it makes them feel like, you know, we don't want to admit guild will hurt our brand. Dude, I don't care. I think a lot of people really like NBA Top Shot. And to a point that they feel like it's kind of like a brotherhood. I think that apology is deserving. Um, and there hasn't really been an apology. It's been a slight one. Or I remember somebody saying in Dapper that Jason said, um, that Eisenberg, one of the guys who's in charge of it, said like, what do you mean? The pack went off without a hitch or something like that. It's just little things like that. You got to be careful. Okay. 
not everybody's putting in um, exposable income. Some people are actually putting in income that may be going other way. Now, that's not Topshot's fault, but I just think that's where you can kind of help people and be like, hey, man, sorry, we got to do better. Um, and I'm not here to tell who should be putting money in and who shouldn't be putting money in. I do think that Dapper needs to come out, apologize, and maybe give us a look at the randomizer. Look at the third parties that, you know, cue everybody up in a certain way. Give us a background look at how that's all done. Be a little more transparent in that way because you're not going to squash these fears and the people that are still very upset, you're not going to push them off. I think some of these people are going to be around a long time. Whether they pull out, whether they stay in and keep buying pots, they're just going to always say that, I think, now. And I think that's the weird thing, is I think some people would have been cool with just like a more open apology. So the Monday standard drop went off uh, without much of a hitch, but there were like pauses, so it made the drop longer dapper though said hey these pauses are so we can check to make sure everything is going properly so i have no problem with that again the only problem i have you know with that is dapper just give us some communication um just tell us when you're going to do that in drops because i think that even hurt some people in the standard drop because they're like all right this one should go smoothly but then five minutes in they're like checking the first ones for quality assurance and then they were checking for like drop scores, making sure people were getting the right amount of packs, were getting the opportunity to. So again, that's just where I think they need to improve. Be a little more transparent, communicate with us, and it's okay to apologize. Your fan base is going to be here. We've already seen everybody still, you know, you sold out on all of your pack drops. You're doing a good job. I think a lot of people are still all in on Top Shot. Yes, maybe some people have left, but you're keeping the people that were always going to be here the longest anyway. So that's all I'm going to say on that. Not anything else deeper. Um, and now let's get into the NBA and let's take a look at the stats and standings. All right, let's take a look at the NBA standings. And right now, currently in first, it's the Miami Heat at 34 and 20. They're six and four in their last 10, but right behind them, we were talking about the Bucks kind of in a lull last week. They're out of it. Eight and two in the last 10, 35 and 21. They are on absolute tear. 0.5 behind the Heat. And then we have the Bulls at 33 and 21, tied with the Cavs, also at 33 and 21, and they keep going with Evan Mobley, who is still the leading rookie candidate of the year. At number five, at six and four in the last 10 games, it's Joel Embiid and the 76ers at 32 and 22. At sixth, we have the Toronto Raptors, who again, eight and two in the last 10, very, very hot. And Pascal Siakam, keep your eyes on that man. He has come back with a vengeance this year. He's right back up to his uh, all-star year from a couple years before, even though this year he is not going to be in the all-star game. They sit at 29 and 23. And then the four guys in the playout spots, it would be the Celtics at 31 and 25 versus the Nets at 29 and 25. The Hornets at 28 and 27. And then finishing out in that play-in tournament, it would be the Hawks, who again, on a tear at seven and three right now, sitting at 26 and 28. The teams left out of the playoffs if they started the day, it would be the Wizards, who we'll talk about in a minute, losing Bradley Beal, uh, Knicks, Pacers, Magics, and Pistons. 
When it comes to the West, we have the Suns, who don't show any sign of stopping. 9-1 the last 10, 44-10 and 10 right now, with three games behind them. The Warriors at 41-13 and 13 as Klay Thompson really starting to look like old Klay Thompson as he's looking really in form right now. The Grizzlies right behind them in third at 38-18. and 18. John Morant has been spectacular this year. Some rumblings of maybe some moves, maybe not. That, that's a tough one for the Grizzlies. Uh, they're on such a streak and the team looks so together. I, I don't know if I would touch that. They're still young. 38 and 13 or 38 and 18. They are seven games behind the Suns. The Jazz, who are still struggling. Four and six in the last 10, 32 and 23, 12.5 behind the Suns. After that, it's the Mavericks at 32 and 23, then followed by the Nuggets, who are at 30 and 24. If the play-ins turn if the play-in playoffs started today, it would be the Minnesota Timberwolves, my Minnesota Timberwolves, at 29 and 25. Then it would be the Clippers at the eighth seed, 27 and 29. The Lakers, who were embarrassed last night against the Bucks, uh, 26, 29. We'll see if they do something at the playoff deadline. And then the Pelicans, who did make some noise, and we'll talk about that in just a minute. They are 22 and 32. They would be in the play-in tournament. After that, it's the tra- it's the Trailblazers, Spurs, Kings, and then we'll round it out with the Rockets. Those guys, really, we're starting to see a lot of those teams not looking like, unless you're the Kings, uh, they're going to make a push towards the playoffs. But it looks kind of like we may even have the playoffs set unless somebody really surprises us this year down the stretch or after the All-Star break. Want to take a look at stats real quick. We have Joel Embiid leading in points on the year 29.4 he has been an absolute beast Giannis Akatempo at 29.2 and then we have Trey Young at 27.8 followed by D. Rosen at 27.2 rebounds per game it is Gobert at 15.1 but an absolute beast on the boards this year Jokic at 13.6 and Capella at 12.2 assists per game no wonder it's Chris Paul 10.5 assists per game and then James Harden, who's been dishing the rock like a madman this year at 10.2, followed by Trey Young, all-star Trey Young, at 9.3, and Luka Dantich at 9.2. Rudy Gobert also leads in field goal percentage at 70.7, followed by Jared Allen, who was, in my opinion, snubbed of an all-star spot, 66.7% on field goal. And three-pointers made, it's Steph Curry who leads with 233 Fred Van Vliet is second and newly traded to the Pacers, but he healed with 182. Blocks per game, Miles Turner followed by Gobert at 2.3. And steals per game, uh, DeJounte Murray at 2.1 followed by Chris Paul at 1.9. Now, as we take a look, we're getting real busy in this uh, trade deadline area but first let's go and talk about some injuries kd still out won't be back until after the all-star game still gonna sit that out Kyrie and harden both out for this week they're thinking both have some lingering health issues uh john collins is day-to-day Cade cuttingham out for at least a week they're thinking De'Aaron fox who actually came back last night was on the list but came back last night against the timberwolves and then i looked at all my timberwolves fans you know on twitter and i was like how come every injured person just decides to come back against the Minnesota Timberwolves? It's crazy. Check it out. Um, Paul George and Kawhi. The rumor is, and Ty Lue even said it himself, most likely they're out. Um, unless they make some sort of run and, and they feel comfortable coming back, I think you're not going to see Paul George and Kawhi the rest of the year. I could be wrong. That's just a feeling. And then right before I came on for this pod, 
a really big loss for the Washington Wizards. Bradley Beal, he is out for the remainder of the season with a wrist injury, and that hurts. So they'll have to decide this year if they're going to sign him to that max contract. That's what he's looking for. He was also rumored to, you know, not be in disagreement with maybe getting moved before the trade, line, trade deadline, but now all of that's on hold. And the Washington Wizards have struggled. You know, they started out so well. Bradley Beal actually had one of his worst seasons right now with the Wizards. And so it's, it's been very hard for Washington Wizards fans. And it will get even harder as Bradley Beal now expected to miss the rest of the season. So let's get to fresh threading. That's what I say now. I, I call it fresh threading. Check me out on my Twitter. <laughs> we had a lot of trades since the last time I talked to you guys. And it goes something like this. Indiana receiving Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, and Tristan Thompson. Now, Tristan Thompson has already vocalized that he will not be showing up to the Pacers. They say this sometimes, but he would rather have a buyout and look to sign as a free agent somewhere else for a title contender. Tyrese Halliburton, only been in Sacramento two years. They had a pick between De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton. You're going to get a lot of people that are like, this is crazy. But you got to remember, Sacramento still receiving DeMontis Sabonis, Justin Holiday, Jeremy Lamb, and a 2027 round, second round, excuse me, uh, pick. In that trade right now, DeMontis Sabonis is the best player, hands down. The best potential, though, really could be Tyrese Halliburton. Now, there was some rumors that even Buddy Heald was looking at maybe getting dealt to a third team because some teams had interest in Buddy Heald. It doesn't appear right now, as of this moment, that that will be happening. Tyrese Halliburton, uh, though a, a great get for Indiana, who it, I don't know if they're done shopping or if they're going to pair him up with Miles Turner. Check out Miles Turner uh, Twitter, though. He, he tried to ask a girl on a date, and he, had, he like showed a dinner plate, and he had... One of his forks was like really dirty and it was so cringe. Check it out though. People were ripping on him. It was pretty funny. Um, but yes, Sacramento, again, they had a playoff mandate this year. Their owner said we need to make the playoffs. So they get Damane Sabonis, Justin Holiday, Jeremy Lamb, and then a second round pick uh, in 2027. And Tyrese Halliburton gets to start over in Indiana. And everything looks uh, very fluid in Indiana right now to build around Tyrese Halliburton, a good spot for him. Another trade that went down late was CJ McCollum uh, of is now a New Orleans Pelican. He was sent by Portland, and this was a bigger trade. New Orleans Pelicans will get CJ McCollum, Larry Nance Jr., and Tony Snell. Portland will receive Josh Hart, Thomas Sadoransky, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who did get traded right after this, so we'll catch up in that in a minute, Dili Lazuda, and a 2022 first-round pick, and two future second-round picks. Now... Um, Nikhil Alexander-Walker uh, was only with Portland. He didn't even play a game. He was now traded to the Utah Jazz, who sent back injured player. Um, missing it off the top of my head right here as I look for it. I'm prepared, I swear. Um, yes, Utah sending Herman Gomez and Joe Ingles, who is out for the rest of the season with an injury, to Portland for Nikhil Walker-Alexander. So Nikhil Alexander didn't even have a cup of coffee with Portland. Portland, again, looking to rebuild a great hustle player and Josh Hart, who has a very big future, but then looking to build around Damian Lillard in the future. So it's kind of a way for them to reset. Earlier uh, in the week, or even this weekend, we saw the Cavaliers trade for Karis LeVert to the Pacers. Again, the Pacers trying to rebuild. The Pacers uh, sent a 2022 second round pick via Miami. Now the Pacers got Ricky Rubio, who is again out for the season. I'm a big Ricky Rubio fan. I don't know. 
I, I like Harris Levert. He's a great offensive player. Ricky Rubio, though, he's a team builder guy. It will really help Indiana, I think. Um, it sucks for Ricky Rubio to only be in the Cavs uh, system for so long. It did seem like he was kind of a voice of, you know, inspiration. Uh, maybe he even had something to do with Kevin Love, but he really did early on. He was His shot wasn't falling, but he was being the leader there uh, with this young organization with Cleveland Cavaliers. So again, Karis LeVert going to the Cavs, also a 2022 second round pick. And then the Pacers getting a couple of second round picks, a protected first in 2022, and Ricky Rubio. The last trade we'll talk about, uh, unless anything breaks, the Clippers uh, also dealt with the Blazers. The Clippers getting Norman Powell and Robert Covington. Really good two-way players there. The Blazers then getting in return Eric Bledsoe, Justin Winslow, who's been on like five teams now, Keon Johnson, and the 2025 second round pick. Now you could say, hey, are the Clippers doing this because they want to make the playoffs? I think so. Um, I don't know if that means that Paul George or Kawhi Leonard are going to be coming back this year. Um, but nonetheless, it will help their team. And for the Blazers, it's just freeing up some cap space to build in the future around Damian Lillard. The Bulls and Bucks both showing interest in Schroeder with the Celtics. Um, he's on a one-year deal with the Celtics, so he's a very easy, easily movable asset. We'll see, though, because the Celtics have been you know, starting to pick it up themselves. Um, I think they're at least 7-3 in their last 10. So Schroeder's one, and then uh, Jermaine Grant uh, will also be a person to watch out for, uh, according to ESPN. Three teams looking into deals with Detroit to try to get him to a contender team to put one of those teams uh, that thinks they have a chance to go to the NBA championship over the top. We'll keep an eye on that. Uh, remember to follow my po- uh, follow this podcast for more up-to-date information on this. And also follow my Twitter. It's Around the Dapper Sports Pod. Again, Around the Dapper Sports Pod. I try to keep up with that. And you'll know if it's a trade. I'll say fresh threading right across it. Um, and now with that being said, we've taken a look at the NBA. NBA Top Shot. We're going to finish off today by taking a look at NFL All Day. All right, let's dig into NFL all day. And I'm not going to cover much of the actual sport this week just because there hasn't been anything going on. I mean, we've had the Pro Bowl, um, but I mean, we have the Super Bowl coming up this week, and then it's going to move into the offseason. We'll be able to talk about free agent signings and, you know, where everybody's headed, any trades or anything. But there just hasn't been any news uh, besides the Pro Bowl. But. I mean, obviously, we had the conference drop last week, and one thing that I wanted to hit on real quick is they had, like, a credit card snafu, which it was in, I think, both NBA and NFL Top Shot, and that can get a little annoying. I just would like to see NBA Top Shot kind of fix the credit card snafus. I've seen that kind of happen a couple times in some of the drops. Um, I I don't know if they have anything to do with it, whose side is it on, but that's just a little simple note. I mean... I remember being in the drop and people being like, oh, great. You know, so now the NFL all day drop, there's something screwed up. Is this one too? And it's just, and that's why. That's all I want for them is to uh, clean up some of the edges there. But all in all, it doesn't really bother me that much. Um, I know some people say, hey, if this happens again, load up on Dapper Balance, which is fine. But some people don't want to put their money only in the Dapper. You know, if they get it packed, it's fine. But if they don't, they want to take it out. Um... So yeah, just really quick there, it was a little uh, drawn back and it um, kind of prolonged the drop. I know the week before that, um, there was a small snafu. Oh, there it is again. If I've said snafu five times, 
We should all get like Dairy Queen Dilly Bars. Dairy Queen, where you at? I need a sponsor. Hopefully there's not that many snafus though. So, all right, off my ADD. Um, so yeah, conference dropped last week. It really went on uh, besides the credit card problem without anything else uh, happening. But some bigger news is we also saw NFL all day at the Pro Bowl. Um, they had a stand we saw them put up on their Twitter at the Super Bowl, which is in LA right now. And we've been seeing both at the Pro Bowl and at the Super Bowl athletes coming by. Um, we've seen DJ Reed. I know he tweeted a couple days ago about NFL Top Shot, and he was like, where are my fans at? And people that, you know, held his moment were like, right here. No, I was one of them. Asked him for an interview. I'm never going to expect anybody actually wants, you know, is going to do it. But the joke is, I always say $50 Chipotle card. I mean, these guys make millions of dollars. Hopefully it makes them laugh, though. And if it doesn't, oh, well. I would take it. Even if I was a millionaire, give me the Chipotle. Um, but yeah, we saw the Pro Bowl and Super Bowl um, have some advertisings, and we've seen some NFL All Day shirts, and then some athletes wearing them. I know I saw Travis Kelsey with one on. Um, they had a couple other players. I'm just off the top of my head. I'm forgetting right now. And then this year, when they have the Pro Bowl, they're having like the mini skill events, which is pretty cool. And so they have stuff like. Um, I didn't watch any of it. I saw all this like on Sports Center the next day. But they had the 40-yard dash, the creative catch, which was pretty cool. You know, we had St Stefan Diggs, Google this, he jumped through a table, you know, shout out to Bill's Mafia. We had his brother, Trayvon Diggs, get involved. He had some cool catches. Uh, he's like, yo, I'm a cornerback, but now we can catch, which I've always thought is going to happen in the NFL. It was just a matter of time before we saw cornerbacks being able to catch, and that man can catch. He might give up some huge plays sometimes for Dallas, but that man can catch. So, sure-handed uh, Diggs Brothers right there. Uh, we saw dodgeball again. Uh, I believe we saw that last year, which is creative. We saw the thread the needle competition, which we got to be careful because I forgot what cornerback it was, but so there's these circular, you know, little holes, bigger holes, you know, for points, and the quarterback sit back with the, the football, and they're trying to psych out the or, or trying to you know get the cornerback off where they want to go the, the cornerbacks have to like knock the ball um, down before it can get into the little hole you know that gets the quarterback points there are like three times where the cornerbacks like ran you know or leaped for the ball and went right into one of the holes and you know it's this wooden platform and you saw them hit their shoulder and a couple of them were like that actually really hurt and you saw them and I was like I guarantee you next year they change that. I guarantee you. Because the worst thing that could happen is one of your players gets a season-ending injury at the Pro Bowl. None of them want that. And just to tip off on that, we also saw NFL All Day sponsor one of the events. And they sponsored the 40-yard dash, um, which is really cool to see. I think Michael Parsons won that one. He outbeat Tyreek Hill, uh, Tyre Hill, who, again, I think he, like, kind of came up like limping a little bit after that which i hope nothing happened i don't think anything did but he may have just pulled something um the 40 dash was cool and it was cool to see nfl all day being a sponsor of the events uh just drawing more interest and then you know having players wear some of their uh gear just to draw more attention to it i'm sure a lot of people saw that and were like what's all day you know because I, I ask around a lot of people still don't know about nfl all day um i know we've had colleen wolf um, have some stuff to do with NFL All Day. She's a big announcer at um, NFL Network. 
and just earlier today we saw uh cameron jordan he was on with some of the people that developed uh nfl all day and they had like this little you know seminar thing at the super bowl he was talking about crypto and why nfts are so cool Cameron Jordan is like super cool and I always knew he was into like NFTs and crypto and he spoke so well about it like to the point where I noticed like sometimes athletes don't fully understand some of it. Heck, sometimes even I fully don't understand it. It was cool to see an athlete who really knew a lot about the space. And those are good signs. I love seeing NFL All Day get involved uh, with the Pro Bowl, with the Super Bowl, and then also using the players i'm sure we're gonna see way more players on here um talk about it um you know sponsor it or you know do partnerships with nfl all day and it's really cool i think it just gets more fans excited especially if you're like a fan of somebody who starts talking about it and you're not into crypto or i mean not crypto but into nfts i think it just might draw that fan in more so a great week uh from nfl all day it was cool to see how much they're, you know, publicizing it. Uh, it was cool to see it at the Pro Bowl. And then we woke up on Monday morning and NFL All Day was like, yo, we're releasing something else. We're like, what? Yeah, today we're releasing something else. And so they did a different kind of NFT. Now this was on the NFL website and it was just like, it was a link on the NFL website and then you could get it. They were commemorative NFTs. So I'll read what Dapper released. Releasing 2021 NFTs for each respective conference, the NFTs will become available at 12 noon. This is on February 7th. They will feature a visual conference respective trophies alongside the winning team's logo and date, the score of the game, celebrating the team's accomplishments. Additionally, in 2021 NFTs will be made available this week after the Super Bowl to celebrate the Super Bowl winners. These limited edition NFTs will feature the Super Bowl logo, the winning team logo, and the date and the score of the game. This inaugural NFT series will be minted by Dapper Labs and will be integrated in the upcoming future on the NFL All Day Marketplace. So, no idea what is going to be the usage for these. Um, no idea how they plan to do it, but they're pretty cool. You know, they had one for the NFC with the Rams, one for the AFC the bangles and you know they just kind of spun take a look at them you can still go to the link now um they've already had the nfc and uh afc conference championship winners so that release is done and then after they will have the super bowl winners drop so stay tuned for that um and if you're looking for a price it's pretty expensive 199 for either afc or nfc one and then whoever wins you know the super bowl um they'll have the release of that one and that one will be 299 dollars which is not you know a pretty penny in a good amount of money but if you're really into this stuff especially if you're team one i'd be like really? you know that'd be pretty cool and especially if they keep doing it you know just think if you have every super bowl nft or you have every afc and nfc you know winner um and you just have those nfts and we'll see what Top Shot does in the future with this. And not Top Shot, NFL All Day. We'll see what they do in the future. But it's really cool. It's just another side that they're focused on. It's another thing that they're bringing into NFL All Day. I bet we'll see something similar with NBA Top Shit. Or maybe, um, you know, um, La Liga will have something like that. And it's really cool. It's a very cool fan experience reward. 
Now, they weren't done because on Tuesday, it was the 10th year anniversary of the Giants winning the last Super Bowl. That would be the big catch where David Tyree, you know, the one-handed catch on the helmet and the football. Um, David Tyree, yeah. So it was their 10-year anniversary. So guess what? And I'll read it from them. Uh, this is a statement from the NFL, Dappers, and the New York Giants. We are excited with our fans so they can collect the first ever NFT collectible featuring three iconic giant plays and the Super Bowl ring from our unforgettable championship season. Fans can now collect a virtual piece of Giants history. So, this dropped on Tuesday. Um, I believe it was at 11 a.m. And one of them had 2011 of quantity. Um, and then a couple of them, I believe like the Super Bowl ring, I believe they had only 46 quantity of those. So what these are, are just the plays on one end and you know, it's spinning on one end. It's, you know, it says the championship and the giants. And on the other end, it was the play call that led to that. So one of them is called 62 Phantom X individual. That was the name of the play. Uh, a little something about this is, and there was 2011 of these. It was regarded as the spark to the 2011 championship run. This 99 yard play catch and run against the Jets gave the Giants a 10-7 lead going into halftime, and they never looked back. Another one was um, Giant Left 63 Max Flood Tip. Now again, that's the name of the play. A little description here was, after defeating the Falcons convincingly in the wildcard round, the Giants headed to Lambeau Field to face the top-seeded Packers on the road. They knew they needed something special. A 37 Hail Mary touchdown gave the Giants a two-position lead en route to a 37-20 victory and a spot in the NFC Championship game in San Francisco. And then the last play that they put up, and, and like I'm saying, with these plays, it's just, you know, what route the wide receiver took, you know, the blocking scheme, and then, you know, if, if there was a crossing route, and, you know, the third wide receiver, what pattern he was running. So just, you know, a, a drawn-up NFL play um, just to commemorate the plays that got them to the Super Bowl. Uh, the last one, and that's the most, you know, I talked about this earlier, the Patriots defense, um, this is the 81 key Otter W go. This is what that play was called. The Patriots defense was advised not to get beaten by the wide receiver one or wide receiver two and to force the play to wide receiver three. It didn't work. While the helmet catch is regarded as one of the NFL's most improbable plays, this 38-yard sideline throw and catch was a masterpiece in skill and sparked the game-winning drive in Super Bowl XL VI. So, the last thing that was dropped was the Super Bowl championship ring from that year, and there were only 46 of those. Um, it was really cool. You know, it, it was just cool to see them go a different way. I had no idea that they were doing this. Nobody really did. It was very surprising. NFL All Day actually tweeted out earlier, hey, we got some surprises this week. And, you know, it's only Wednesday today. So we'll see what else they have in, in store for us this week. But it was really cool, you know, just seeing different ways for the fans and memorabilia. Um, I'm really excited about that. I can't wait to see, of course, as a Vikings fan, they might only have horror memorabilia. Maybe the miracle, the, the, the uh, Minnesota miracle, where Stefan Diggs catches it, that last play against the Saints. But a lot of those plays I would not want to see if I was the Vikings because some of those would make me cry. But enough about me. That's all we got here today. No more information on the NFL. There were no games, like I said earlier. But tell me what you think. 
follow us, like us, NFL, all day fans, NBA Top Shot fans. Come join us on Twitter. Uh, my name on Twitter is Around the Dapper Sports Podcast. You can also give us an email, Around the Dapper Sports Podcast at gmail.com. And we have more stuff coming. I'm still going to tackle the NFL all day moments. I'm kind of getting to brother together a spreadsheet right now. We're still looking out there for interviews. And I just gave away one of my first things. It was a DeMontis Sabonis moment uh, for just somebody retweeting my art, um, my Twitter stuff. So keep your lookout for that. Keep a lookout on my Twitter page. We'll try to keep you up to date on all of the latest trades in the NBA and then in the NFL when all that stuff gets going with the offseason and with the draft. We'll try to keep you up to date with all of that stuff. I can't wait for what else is in store in the future. And again, I'm still going to be mixing this stuff up, trying to get shows faster, maybe doing multiple shows, seeing when it works. So I'll, I'll keep spreading around. But tell your friends. Uh, like and subscribe. Give us five stars. What did Bomani Jones used to say? If you only give us four stars, I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. So don't do that. Give us five stars and share with your friends. Like, subscribe, do whatever you need to. And I look forward for our next show. Episode four now? Wow, I got three done. All right, well, I'm Kai Glinsick. Thank you for listening to Around the Dapper Sports Podcast. Have a great rest of your week. I might be back with that NFL drop. I'm not sure yet, but if there's any NBA trade news, check out my profile. And if there's anything ever, you know, bigger, I'll, I'll throw up an emergency pod. But thank you for joining us today. And you guys have a great week.